0: Welcome to Maggie and Pearl. What a day today, Andrew Pearl off. Not just that we have yes. the playoffs set in the NFL. Not just that we have the college football national championship game tonight. Not just that. The day has finally arrived where we are streaming live on YouTube. We're there. We look amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't like to compliment my my own looks. You look amazing, as always. (laughs) I look pretty good in this feed. I I don't know what's going on here, if there's some special filters. I don't look terrible (laughs) here. I'm very, very happy. (laughs) I would describe
0: your outfit as Philadelphia chic. Way to wear your formal wear of the Allen Iverson sweatshirt today. We got a lot of football to get to, though, but you can follow us... Uh, every day, If you were someone who watched us on TV on CBS Sports Network, well, just come on over to YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and that's where you can watch our beautiful faces. Yeah,
1: and you can leave comments in the chat about my Allen Iverson hoodie, about anything you want. Uh, now, listen. I don't expect everybody in the chat to be nice, but a few compliments. Maybe (laughs) if my mom wants to jump in there, Carol Perloff. Yeah, Carol. Somebody, but uh, yeah, go in there and have at
0: it. Okay, well, what do we think Aaron Rodgers would say about our show today? Because you and I don't really see this eye-to-eye here.
1: I think Aaron Rodgers is probably watching Yellowstone or the Yellowstone prequel,
0: but (laughs) yes, if he was watching our show... Peaky Blinders? Yeah, yeah. what do you think? (laughs) I think that he would probably get a kick out of the fact... That yet again, he's got everyone waiting and just wondering what his future is going to hold. However, that was incredibly disappointing for the Packers last night. I mean, first of all, Rodgers basically called that they were going to win the game. Said, oh, dismissive of the Lions. Dome team coming to Lambeau in January. Yeah, Of course we're going to win that game. So he put a chip on the Lions' shoulder where the Lions had gotten eliminated earlier in the day off of the bizarre, most bonkers Rams Seahawks game that you're ever going to see. They get eliminated and still come out there and hand it to the Packers. The Lions were the better team in the second half of that game. Jared Goff was the better quarterback in the second half of that game. And when Rodgers had the game on his hand in his right hand, he threw a terrible interception. So I, I just uh, what
1: I mean, come on. The, that because offensive the rush line, was coming? The offensive line laid down in that game. They were not there at all. Air Rodgers didn't have a chance. And not to mention, how many guys are going to drop the ball? He's throwing two crappy receivers. Romeo Dobbs is the first of the list. I'm not blaming Rodgers at all. Everybody Krabby drops everything.
0: Watson's grabbing a one handed catch that Chris Collinsworth almost lost as you know what.
1: How many times did we hear, did we see thought bubbles where wide receiver said, oh man, my bad, Aaron, my bad, Aaron. Come on, there's so many drops. Those receivers stink, Maggie.
0: Okay, if Aaron Rodgers, though, I can't just blame, okay, you had the rush coming in your face. Yeah, on and that there was no protection segment. at all. Okay, but you're also in year basically 20. I mean, you're also the Hall of Famer. You're also one of the greatest ever. You don't think they're going to bring the house on a third and ten when they basically the Lions have you on the ropes? I mean, come on. That's the part of it here with Rodgers. We did this in when they lost to San Francisco last year in the playoffs, and we're doing it now. Why is he not getting any, any of the, I, I hate to say blame, but he's got to be sharing in it Because today. that team
1: stinks around him. Because he has a terrible team around. Not terrible. That's not what we were
0: saying when they won four in a row. We were talking about they'd be a dangerous low seed. No, no, no.
1: When they were three and six, I said, watch out. They're going to make the playoffs because the schedule was so easy. Their schedule has been a joke. I think Aaron Rodgers' biggest mistake was telling the Lions they couldn't win at Lambeau. That was insane. Because they played hard. That was stupid. But this was never... Never a great team. This was never. Were you really scared of the Packers? Were you really uh, before no, this game?
0: I didn't even think they were going to be able to make the playoffs. But I, But that was hard for me to square because I'm watching a team that had won 13 games the year before. And, yes, there's a loss of Devontae Adams. But this was basically a similar team than no, it was uh, last what? season. And Zedarius Smith.
1: No, no. You can't say the loss of Devontae Adams is basically a similar team. Did they play the Bills earlier this year? Yeah. Did you see the wide receivers they had in that game? I remember I went back and looked. His number two target was Samaje Torre, who's not in the... He's throwing to XFL-level receivers all year long. And the offensive line has not been healthy consistently. And here's the biggest problem. That first-round defense, first-rounders everywhere. Yeah. That's nothing but disappointments. Detroit... They could not get Detroit off the field. Detroit imposed their will on all those first-round picks last They were going
0: for it on fourth down. as like you knew they were getting it.
1: Exactly. That's why I'm not blaming Rodgers. I'm blaming all the guys around him. I know it makes me sound like an apologist. But right now, I honestly, I I don't trust that Packers personnel at all.
0: Listen, I'm not someone who's saying, hey, hand the reins over to Jordan Love or something like that. I'm just saying for Rodgers, like – you know, I understand why you're not going to draw this out because no one's asking you to draw it out. You have to make a decision here. And you know the other thing that needs to happen, and I know this might be a little delicate here because everyone deserves their off season and to let their bodies heal, but you know what? You might need to get with these guys in the off season. You might <laughs> need to get some of these wide receivers out to wherever you're going to be, you know, San Diego, wherever, Northern California, doesn't matter. And get with these guys and try to build that chemistry because it's not always going to be perfect. You can't wait for the Packers to draft a wide receiver in the first round. They've told you over and over again they're not going to do it.
1: Well, you say that, but let's look at from a higher view. Robo Dobbs is a fourth round pick.
0: Yeah, what were you really expecting? What are you
1: expecting? I mean, Christian Watson's a second round rookie. You really going to rely on these rookies to come in there and and save the day? You have to admit, Aaron Rodgers has not been dealt a great hand necessarily.
0: Well, he gets Alan Lazard, he gets Randall Cobb, he gets... I mean, I mean
1: come on. Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard? <laughs> that's what you're giving me?
0: Dude, I'm, I'm giving you those guys when also Aaron Rodgers is throwing to them. Like,
1: Do you think anybody nobody in the, in the league wants Randall Cobb? I mean, he's a journeyman at this point. No, that's
0: just because and it's Alan like a Rodgers security blanket. I get it, but that's the thing. When the organization offers you $100 million, and when you take it, and you have a big cap hit... And you want all the money because you're the guy, which I totally get. I'm not telling him don't take the money. But again, now you don't have the weapons that you want. You can't just like boo-hoo about it. You've got to raise the level on everybody. And for half of the season with Rodgers, it was like, you guys have to go to school and come to me when you're ready as opposed to, hey, this thing's all, I have to make this whole thing work. I don't think Rodgers ever felt like he had to make it work. Also, let's not forget the good running backs that he has.
1: Yeah, he he does have very good running backs, except one of them made a huge fumble last night. Uh, Honestly, here's... Okay, let's get into the real issue here, too. What's the real issue? Does Matt LaFleur deserve any blame, the head coach?
0: I think he does. It's funny, because he has, like, this great win totals, right? Because they were stacking regular season wins, like, uh, you know, his first couple of (laughs) years, right? And now the NFC North is putting up a little resistance, so maybe it's not so easy, but to be honest, he got completely out coached last night.
1: Mm, I What he, did you see in the I second half? I think he got out talented. I don't think I don't think he's coaching very good players. Okay. I don't think this roster is good.
0: Okay, but you're talking about Okay, you're talking about the Lions though, who are a team on the come up.
1: Right, I think the Lions, I think the Lions blew the Packers off of both lines. I think their off Lions offensive line was clearly better and their defensive line just dominated the Packers offensive line. So I don't know if that's coaching necessarily or there's better players right now in the Lions whose defense didn't really stop anyone until last night.
0: Think about that, right? The Lions defense was historically like the worst yeah. in the NFL basically midway through the season. That got shored up. They have Jared Goff, who nobody thought could play in cold weather, let alone move the ball, do anything. He played better than Rodgers yesterday. Like, that's embarrassing for LaFleur. If you want to say it's his fault, it definitely is. I mean, he's the head coach. And just because you're from the offensive side of the ball doesn't mean you don't you don't have any say over the defense or, you know, you can just leave that to be a unit that flounders on its own. It's part of your job to fix it. I mean, the special teams got better this year, but nobody would say they're good. I think Lafleur definitely yeah. gets blame here. It doesn't appear that he's getting any, but he should. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Like I, I don't understand it.
1: Well, I mean, there is a theory out there that you know how sometimes people are invisible to other people. Aaron Rodgers yeah. cannot see the Lions cornerback that uh, Kirby Joseph. No, was. no, that guy. He has just his can't number. see. Him. <laughs> him, no, he's, he's completely he's like the Wonder Woman jet. He's completely, <laughs> completely invisible to Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand that. Uh, I have. Kind of a moving forward take on this. Okay. Honestly, the best thing for the franchise would be to move on from Aaron Rodgers and go to Jordan Love, who I think is going to be very good. I'm a big Jordan Love fan. Okay. And grow this team together. They are overdue a rebuild. Now, I
0: it, think they think they don't have to rebuild.
1: But I think they're wrong. And I think all team, you, you have a fourth round wide receiver rookie is your number two option. You're rebuilding. You are rebuilding and you, you're trying to plug these holes. Stop trying to plug the holes. It's not going to work.
0: This does not look like a rebuild to me. Despite the loss of Adams, I know that on offense, you don't have these stellar, incredible weapons, but when you have a left tackle who's making over $25 million, oh, you just paid you, your left Yeah, I'm just saying uh, that... It's
1: done. It's, it's over. It might
0: be. You have you have all these pieces on the defense who are either getting paid a ton. Yeah, he, I mean, Jair Alexander's making over $20 million a year as a corner. That's not rebuild stuff.
1: I know. Uh, you did... Rashawn Gary got hurt. That was a problem. He's in a contract. Year. But honestly... I don't think I don't think you could build around these guys. I think they've made a lot of mistakes in their drafting. They're, I mean, look look so at the guys the front office gets... Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt this year were their two first round picks. Yeah. And the first time we really really thought about Quay Walker was last night
0: when he got ejected from the game
1: for shoving a trainer. Yes, yeah. this is. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> this is a classic rebuild. I'm sorry. I and I think honestly, I think they could have one of these amazing Packers runs where Jordan Love becomes a Pro Bowler and they go from Favre to Rodgers to Jordan Love. But they have to admit that this is it's time to rip the Band-Aid. now. I don't know how they do that, Maggie, because well, isn't that a, is that totally incumbent on Rogers?
0: Well, the thing is, is that you can tell the organization didn't think it was a rebuild, or else they wouldn't have made it so punitive to get rid of Rodgers right now. They the were, guys uh, made than, he had two be, MVPs.
1: They were behind. They were <laughs> stuck behind a barrel on that one.
0: Okay, but I mean, do you have to make it so he's making almost sixty million dollars this year, and you have yes, crazy have. dead cap hits if you trade him or if he you know retires? I, I
1: think they did have to do that. They obviously they had to do it. They wouldn't. Have, they didn't want to do that. I'm sure they had to do that to get Rodgers. I mean, it's to one, come back and be be happy.
0: But it's one thing to marry somebody for then, but it's another thing to handcuff each other as you're going on the Titanic or something. I mean, that doesn't yes. make sense.
1: And it's almost as if the Packers aren't quite sure what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're they're <laughs> yes, kind of lost here. Yeah, they're they kind of they're totally lost. I here. I think they
0: think they'll, they're going to play their way out of it.
1: Yeah, I think
0: they almost did last night. Going into that game, I I think they thought we're going to play our way out of it. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to be a dangerous two seed. We'll go to San Francisco and see what happens.
1: Dangerous seven seed. Yeah, play a two seed. 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 Yeah, because going to San Francisco, that's obviously a great formula for that team. No, they're they're a total mess. It's time to rebuild. I wish I could tell you how. And do you think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, there's any hope next year?
0: I think that just some of the Aaron Rodgers kind of pixie dust is just sort of, is just sort of gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're telling me like I'm the last person to know. This. No,
1: no, no. I, I agree with you. I, I think that I was as guilty as anyone. I I thought this was good. I also thought it was going to be a dangerous playoff team. Yep. I thought, you know, it was, San Francisco is a tough matchup, but I, as an Eagles fan, I did not want to see Aaron Rodgers come to the link. Definitely not. But now that I looked last night, it was very clear even in the, the first half when Green Bay sort of dominated the ball, that is not a good team. They're a, a mediocre football team. And it's it's hard because you get blinded by these legendary quarterbacks. Yes. That's a mediocre football team. Posing as a dangerous team.
0: I would say, though, I think the Bucks are a mediocre to bad football team, and they're in the playoffs. Yeah, And I know. they might beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys <laughs> now know. look like an extremely mediocre football
1: team. I know. And somehow, don't do the Bucks and the Packers feel connected? It's all sort of one narrative that I don't totally understand. <laughs> we
0: can't separate it.
1: And now that both... Aaron and Tom are single. Who knows what happens this off season? I'm just saying. I'm think saying. think they go
0: on a double date?
1: They can go on a double date. And when they go on a double date, it's like at a tropical island with Miles Teller as the third wheel. It is going to be amazing. I he still they have hang- the
0: Top Gun Maverick mustache?
1: I hope they hang out all off season long and it's just spectacular. And the innuendo and the rumors, I'm, I'm here for all of it.
0: I don't know if Rodgers has as strict a diet as Brady famously does, but can oh, you imagine yeah. two worse people to go to dinner with? It's like, I'm oh. going to have the celery and I will have the water. It's like, wow, okay. I guess I'm going to really pig out here and get a soup.
1: Can you imagine the conversation with Aaron Rodgers trying to convince Tom Brady to try ayahuasca?
0: I don't think he'd have to convince him that much.
1: Tom Brady? Tom Brady I is... think Tom's
0: open for anything right now, no? Mm,
1: Tom strikes me as A little conservative for ayahuasca. I don't know. I think...
0: doesn't want to let himself go. He's had...
1: He's drinking once in the last eight years, and he almost threw the Lombardi trophy into the ocean. (laughs) So what do you think he's going to do on ayahuasca?
0: All the rings, like, like, (laughs) chucking them into the jungle or something.
1: Oh, man. How about a pay-per-view? Forget these stupid golf matches. Pay-per-view. Aaron Rodgers guides Tom Brady through an ayahuasca (laughs) trip.
0: How much would you pay for that? (laughs)
1: I honestly Would you pay I, would
0: you pay three hundred dollars for that?
1: Three uh three thousand. <laughs> you easily. pay three thousand. <laughs> to see those two guys tripping, yes. Wouldn't you?
0: I think can I business expense it? Can I say that this is a work expense? <laughs> it's yes. a tax write off. I have to watch Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers trip on I don't know. Ayahuasca.
1: Well, you're the one who said it was going to become a trend in the NFL. That was one of your ideas. I'm
0: still holding on to that, by the way. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Okay, we have a lot to get to today. Mike Sampter is back today. All right, hey. Yay. Papa Bear, welcome. Yeah, got a new baby and everything.
1: Yeah, good to be back. I missed you guys. Hopefully, you guys missed me. How, we uh, did. How's your football team been doing since we left the uh. New York Jets? <laughs> Uh, there's no, there's no surprise and there's no coincidence that they lost six in a
2: row to end the season. Thanks to me, it's all. <laughs> <my fault.
0: laughs> yeah, Sam actually didn't even have a kid. He's just been really mourning the Jets this whole time. Um, the kid was a ruse. Yeah, we
1: have that kid's never seen the Jets win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and she might not for a while. She may never. Um, it's cool. Zach Wilson is going to save everything. So you have. We've got so much. It's Black Monday. We've got coaches who are getting fired. We've got playoff matchups. We've got everything from yesterday.
1: It's amazing. And by the way, I think maybe the craziest call I've ever seen on the call screener right now, the topic that I see on the call screener is bananas. If this person really believes that this person is a top five quarterback then I don't know anything about football. There Uh, is no way this quarterback is a top five quarterback.
0: I think we're going to get our first show debate here very early on a Monday. Mm. Well, we have it. It's about the Packers, and it's who's to blame for this terrible season, and especially last night. Why does LaFleur get no, none of this? No shrapnel whatsoever hits LaFleur on all of this stuff. What about Aaron Rodgers? We know we've got diehard Packer fans out there. Uh, we also have some really good news we're going to update you with on the other side of this break. Really, really cool. Uh, one of the biggest stories in the NFL gets more positive news. 855 cbs 855 Just getting started here. Maggie and Perloff, we're live on YouTube, baby. Go to youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and that's where we'll be.
1: Are you looking to save time and money in the new year? Get HelloFresh and take control of the clock and your budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door.
0: Spend less time in the kitchen, off with new, fast, and fresh recipes like falafel power bowls or Southwest pork and bean burritos, each packed with flavor and ready in just 15 minutes. With over 35 weekly recipes and 70 seasonal and convenience items, there's always something new to try, and pre portioned ingredients and step-by-step instructions make it easy to whip up a tasty meal right at home.
1: This year, skip that extra trip to the market, cut back on takeout, get HelloFresh delivered instead. At 25% cheaper than takeout, HelloFresh is the easiest and most delicious way to save. Start the year off right with a great deal on America's number one meal kit. Sign up today for 22 free meals plus free shipping with code MPSHOW22. That's M-P-S-H-O-W 22 at HelloFresh.com slash MPSHOW22. That's code mpshow Twenty Two at hellofresh.com slash mpshow22. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. The wildcard round, the divisional round, the AFC and NFC championship games, the Pro Bowl game, and Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. Auto zone. All right, Maggie. So I understand we have some good news. Share it.
0: Amazing news, according to a lot of the NFL insiders. I'm seeing it from Ian Rappaport. Uh, The University of Cincinnati Health Center physicians announced that not only has DeMar Hamlin been released from the hospital, but he is already back in Buffalo. Dr. William Knight, who was one of the doctors uh, who did that great press conference last week, Proloff said, I can confirm he is doing well, and this is the beginning of the next stage of his recovery. I mean, we're a week later. Yeah, it's great. A week ago this this time, we had no idea what was about to happen to DeMar Hamlin, and now he's back in Buffalo. And, of course, yesterday, do we have it, Samter, the play from yesterday? I mean, even if you're not a Bills fan, you guys know I am, but even if you're not, You watch them take on the Patriots. Everyone around the league is doing the moment of strength, right? Not a moment of silence. Moment of strength for DeMar Hamlin. They lose the coin toss. (laughs) Patriots defer. (laughs) And then this happens.
1: Here's Hines on the run back.
3: Breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh,
2: you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe it just happened. Josh Allen, the same thing.
0: Amazing. I thought that the stadium was just going to like spontaneously combust when that happened, or
1: levitate into the air (laughs) somehow.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) And by the way, what what happened to Bill Belichick?
0: I don't know. Two kickoff returns. Two.
1: This is Bill. I mean, it's time to walk away. It's it is done, done. And next year they win four games. They are not good, and they are going nowhere fast.
0: Time to walk away.
1: Oh, but you don't I think
0: he gets the benefit of the doubt that he can hang he on.
1: Is he he's doing the Tom Landry running out to the stream like that team is I have, they might be the most negative trajectory of any team in the league. Where are they going? Well, what players are they excited about?
0: Well, they do have a defense that they have a defense that's good,
1: but a little older.
0: Okay. I oh. mean,
1: how many times am I going to see I, that McCordy?
0: Well, <laughs> I think he's going to retire. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, Judon's their best player. Uche's good, but like,
0: yeah, Uche's not. Judon the, and Uche aren't old.
1: Judon's not young.
0: Well, because he's why he's into his second contract, but he's still uh, in his twenties.
1: I don't know. I mean, honestly, what, what you're excited because you have two good pass rushers, but that's a start. It's they got to figure out what's going on start. with their
0: offense. The, the yeah, defense, I'm not a, worried about at all. The offense is what they have to figure out.
1: And now special teams.
0: <laughs> and, then, and obviously, the special teams <laughs> was bad yesterday. But that was quite a scene, and you had Nance and Romo obviously on CBS, and Nance is just capturing it perfectly storybook for DeMar Hamlin. I mean, he just nailed that call, too. And that one's going to live forever. And Naeem Hines, the first player ever in Bills history to run back two uh, kick returns for touchdowns in the entire history of the organization.
1: Yeah, no. It was an exciting game. And now I feel like the Bills, it's important they got that off their chest and they can play. Like, now I think they can focus on what's at hand. I, I did see, I noticed that in the first half, I say they look a little shaky, a little... Not really themselves? What what would you say?
0: Well, I would credit the Patriots a little bit for that. I think yeah. the emotion was so much. Like, how do you play when this crazy thing just happens, right? Exactly. Where you have all the, the week's been crazy. And then you run off the opening kickoff for a touchdown. How does anyone refocus after that? And yeah, it was a tie game at halftime. And then Bills took care of it.
1: Yeah. So now they'll
0: face the Miami Dolphins. And
1: you know, it's great. They do get that neutral field in the AFC title game. The Miami if Dolphins. If you get there. Yeah, okay. Uh yeah, uh Cincinnati in the second round I'm not
0: Cincinnati is playing. Pre
1: show you're trying to convince me that they should be scared of the Dolphins. Honestly, they, <laughs> was, uh, they...
0: <laughs> listen. Anything can happen. Here's what I try to tell you pre game. And we'll get to the calls at eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Be a part of their show. We're on YouTube.com slash C B S sports Radio. We're live today. I think they're gonna find a way where two is gonna get into this game. I don't think it matters. I, Tua really played,
1: he hasn't played in six weeks. Well, Tyreek limping his, around the field.
0: It matters for his life, like quality yeah. of life. I hope that Tua does not play in this game, but don't you feel like, listen, we get these... We just had this terrible thing happen with DeMar Hamill that turns out to be, you know, he's made an excellent recovery. But the NFL normally, off. we are not putting health and safety, like, front and foremost.
1: We were just talking about the playoff picture and what the Bills have. I'm saying it doesn't matter... For the Bills, they're going to advance past this round.
0: Okay, well, listen, they're a big favorite. I'm saying before we can even talk about the Bills advancing, I think this is something that's going to start gaining steam through the week. I'll put it this way. I fear this is something that's going to start gaining steam through the week because I think that while we all watch Tua look like he got three concussions, he owes two documented concussions, right? Remember they said the first one was a back issue. And so I fear that they're going to try, not they, like the organization is doing this in a nefarious way. I think they're going to see if he can get out of concussion protocol and start passing some of these cognitive tests. And I worry he's going to somehow find himself suiting up in that game.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that that issue, I mean, that's just a, a, a total joke, the way the NFL is about head injuries. But I feel like you took a left turn there to get into to his health. Do you, I, think that's, a,
0: I think that's the biggest storyline heading into that game.
1: Well, Okay. I think it's basically a buy for the the Bills. I think they're going to kill the Dolphins there, and they're going to advance. And yeah, I do think it's a big storyline. Honestly, I hope the Dolphins do the right thing. There's just no way Tua should be out there, right?
0: I can't imagine how you could put him out there in good conscience. I uh, don't.
1: And I, what if Teddy Bridgewater's out there? I know you could get you can convince yourself to be afraid <laughs> of any opposing quarterback.
0: I'm, I'm t- terrified of Bridgewater. Let's go to <laughs> Mark. He's in California. Hi, Mark. How are you?
1: What's going on?
3: I heard. um when you guys talking about how, obviously, it can't be top five. But let me tell you, whoever said that also believes that Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer, which he is, by the way. But wait, wait, wait. Um,
1: Mark, I'm the one who said it, and I believe Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer, but I go ahead with your great. argument. I
3: thought you would say no. I thought you would not <laughs> be on that spectrum. But
0: I know. He went 50, against 000. Typecast as a Philadelphia villain. To Listen, say that Eli Manning will get all the hall fame.
3: yards, I don't care about the interceptions, touchdowns in the playoffs. He was immaculate. You want to know who holds the single record in NFL history, by the way, for the most passing yards and touchdowns in a, in in two playoff seasons? Eli Manning. I mean, eight touchdowns, nine Mark touchdowns.
0: Mark, will we'll never take it away from you. You have the you have and those Lombardies for life.
3: Right now, we have a quarterback by the name of Daniel Jones, who obviously I was saying when the Giants signed Dable. I loved him from the get-go. I was watching him at Alabama. I mean, he was, he's a phenomenal mind. He reminds me a lot of Tom Coughlin when he was with Jacksonville and he came over, and the Giants just bought into Tom Coughlin's work. They just bought into it, just how the Giants have bought into Dable. Uh, the first couple of seasons with Jones have been very tumultuous, right? But now you're starting to see what he did with Josh Allen, and I've always been saying this, that Josh Allen and Daniel Jones have physical abilities almost similarly in terms of build. He's a big – Daniel yeah. Jones is a big dude, okay? He's a big dude.
0: Yeah, he's 6'5". He tough,
3: big dude, just like Allen. He's got a cannon for an arm, just like Allen. And you've seen the touchdowns. Everyone's saying he's thrown 15 touchdowns. The dude is extremely accurate. This year, under Dable, is extremely accurate. I mean, his interception rate is 1.1, which I could care less about because – at the end of the day, he's not really having him throw in a tight coverage because they don't have a number one receiver. If he had a number one, that interception rate goes up a little bit because he's throwing more contested throws. But he's not doing the typical Giants seven yard dump offs anymore. He's throwing spirals. Giants as a whole on third down, he's phenomenal this year. He's made he's extended his plays. He seven hundred rushing yards with his legs. I mean, yeah, I Mark, think you're most, you're like, making the sports. case
0: here, says you, and you think Daniel Jones is.
3: You said I it. think right now he he could be borderline on the top ten, but if you get him a number one receiver, which I don't know <laughs> how many there are right now because I don't think. Wait, Monte, Mark, I'm I to sorry, I gotta
0: this. I gotta stop you and appreciate the call. It's an impassioned, uh, you know, defense of Daniel yeah. Jones who saved his career this season. I am so glad we have a live stream today on YouTube just to capture <laughs> yeah. the eye roll that Andrew Perloff <laughs> okay. did.
1: But you can't say Daniel Jones and Josh Allen are same same. Josh They're Allen's <laughs> third season through 37 touchdowns. Yeah. Daniel Jones threw 15 this year. You know who threw more than Daniel Jones this year? The much-embattled Russell Wilson. You know who threw more than him in, in eight games? Andy Dalton. 15 <laughs> touchdowns. This is the NFL in 2022. Maggie, you or I could get in there, and, and I think we were looked at for week 18 <laughs> because it got pretty bad. I know. And throw 15 touchdowns. Nathan Peterman almost totaled Daniel Jones' production in one game
0: <laughs> yesterday. Easy. By the way,
1: not a bad job by <laughs> Nate Peterman yesterday. They had to pull him because he got too close to winning. And the <laughs> yeah, in that that's game. what it
0: was. Yeah, sure, sure. Um... um
1: so, no, Daniel Jones, and I've heard this before. Mark's not the only person to say Daniel Jones is a top-five quarterback. And I'm sorry, the passing production is so bad. I know his receivers are terrible. His
0: receivers are bad. Can I say, he's not the... It's I. I this is going to sound like it's a really... This is a dig at Daniel Jones, and I don't mean it that way. But can I call... He's a poor man's Josh Allen. That's what he is.
1: No, no, no. I think he's closer to Justin Fields. like... He's a running quarterback who can occasionally throw.
0: He does have an arm. If he had better receivers, I think we'd see the arm more. But Dayball obviously mm. doesn't trust any of these guys, nor should he. I think, again, no disrespect to Daniel Jones going to sound like it is, but he's a poor man, Josh Allen. Right? He mm. because I don't of, see it at all. Well, you don't see any of the similarities Not really. I'll be honest, Jones is faster in the open field.
1: Yeah, Jones Jones is a one-trick pony. All he could do is run. Yeah, he is, I mean, it's not that he doesn't have an arm. He just doesn't make the right decisions in the passing game. That's been his problem since he got in the NFL.
0: The throw that Josh Allen had yesterday to Diggs in the end zone where he's flat-footed yeah. throwing across the field yeah. from the opposite hash, as much as I believe in Daniel Jones's arm, he doesn't he can't
1: no, no, I, I would think somebody who's much closer to Josh Allen is Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Th- those are the people who are in the same sentence as Josh Allen. Daniel Jones, to me, is much closer to Justin Fields or that, that's, that sort of uh, tier I think, of quarterback.
0: I think he can throw the ball better than Fields.
1: But, but... Well, I mean, but Fields can sling it if he wants to. If Fields has a very strong arm. He just has never really done it. He's only 22. But he's just, a, I'm saying, a run-first quarterback yeah. who occasionally will throw.
0: I think that Jones is super dangerous. He saved his career this year. I think he's going to be back with the Giants. And listen, he's got them in the playoffs. And to be honest, I think that's a vulnerable spot. The Minnesota Vikings and Giants played already. That was a really close game. I would not be shocked if the Giants went in and won that game. I'm thinking about picking the Giants in that game. Uh,
1: Me too. I think the Vikings are really, really bad. Vikings are a total mess. But I think, okay, the Giants re-sign Daniel Jones and win six or seven games next year because that schedule is going to come back to earth. They just do not have talent on that roster. Well, that's
0: why everyone thought that was a rebuild. But and yeah, but then the they were gifted so the
1: AFC South out <laughs> yeah. of nowhere, and they added four wins to their, or actually three wins to their total. There's just no way it was a fluke. They're going to play, first of all, have they ever won by more than four points at any of these games? Well,
0: they're not a talented team right they're now. Not a talented the fact team, they're but winning at all is amazing. Then
1: they're going to be stuck with Daniel Jones. Where do they go?
0: Well, stuck with Daniel Jones. Let's see what the contract looks like. If this is more than any – what, no matter what it says, if this is for more than three years, like three actually – Three
1: years? Okay. But actually, that's a long time. That's stuck. Is that stuck?
0: I don't think three years is a long time. Right?
1: Yeah. That's a really – in NFL terms? <laughs> in yeah. NFL terms? The, I mean, if Brian Dable goes four years, and it, say he gets a divisional round this year, and, and then he doesn't make the playoffs the next two or three years, then that's bad.
0: Well – you have Jones for next year. Then the year after you start thinking about what's next, you're not, you're probably not going to be able to draft a quarterback. So then you start maneuvering for the future. Yeah. You know, but the other three problem, years goes by fast.
1: Three years in NFL terms. Are you kidding me? Tom Brady and Aaron Rogers have already t- retired once in that three <laughs> years. And within three years, they'll <laughs> retire and come back four times. No, that's a long time. Also, Saquon, do you pay him?
0: Yeah. And that's a that's a hard no for me, but we'll get to that. Eight five five two one two four CBS, not because of Saquon, just because of the position. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So what am I doing here? And if I'm going to franchise tag him, it's going to be not nothing.
1: For Saquon, it's pretty reasonable.
0: It, well, running backs, that's the average, right? Of the right. top five,
1: it's like ten or eleven, I believe, for Saquon. It's not bad at all. For Daniel Jones, it's thirty plus.
0: But you have a lot of needs in that on that team. Like here, we're singing their praises. Right. They're in the playoffs. They so, could win a playoff right. game. But they have a lot of needs on that team. Even for 10, 11 million, is that where you want to put your resources?
1: Well, you're going to pay $32 million for Daniel Jones and his 15 touchdowns. So (laughs) I think that's a much bigger issue.
0: 855 2124 CBS. We are live on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Perloff is looking, this was going to be the start of a new you.
1: Yeah. This is uh, gonna be
0: casual. Proloff.
1: Now, yeah, I actually saw you tweet that this morning. Did I announce this, or is it something you, you said, it. said it? I said I was gonna be more casual because I don't know that I was very formal last year. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> we were wondering how low this could go. Like oh,
1: we're you like, gonna come in pajamas like tomorrow. Or like <laughs> yeah. Pajama bottoms, sweatpants. Well, what is the corporate policy on sweatpants, by the way? Because YouTube, the YouTube channel, which you could go and find, uh, it's waist up. I think sweatpants are fine.
0: (laughs) You wanted to give it a try tomorrow? Full sweatsuit?
1: (laughs) I am going to wear sweatpants. And you can see during the breaks, you can see the video. So you can see us walking around. Yeah. Yeah. How long till someone calls me out for sweatpants? I think in this day and age, it's acceptable, especially in the sports broadcasting game, to wear <laughs> sweatpants.
0: <laughs> I think it was always acceptable in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sports broadcasting game. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, the latest on Black Monday. And who is already getting lined up for interviews? This is happening fast and furious. We'll get you all the latest after this CBS Sports Update from Rich Ackerman.
1: Back on Maggie and Perloff. There's so many NFL storylines right now. Uh, We were just talking about the really ugly fact that Tua Tungavailoa could play this weekend against the Bills. And I am not going to believe, no matter what the Dolphins say, that it's safe for him to play. Now, they're waiting. They said they're waiting for him to see if he clears concussion protocol. Is it really worth it, Maggie? Even if he does clear it. It's not like the Dolphins, to me, are on the brink of a Super Bowl and it's so important for him to play. Even that wouldn't be a good enough excuse. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the Dolphins, because Terry Kelly got a little bit hurt yesterday. They are just not peaking, even with Tua. I just don't see that earlier Dolphins team coming back anytime soon. So, I think it's so obvious that you err on the cautious side.
0: Well, they should err on the cautious side, but think about the other things they've done this season—not just the going all in for Tyreek Hill no. before the season started, the, the mid-season trade for Bradley Chubb. I mean, they've kind of signaled, and the fact they've made the playoffs now for the first time since 2016, I think they're trying to build some positive momentum. And <clears throat> excuse me, I think having Tua play if he does clear concussion protocol, would be the opposite of positive momentum. Even if you lose this game, you don't want him getting, what, another hit from Matt Milano? Yeah. So he's going to stagger around. But let's go to our resident Dolphins fan. That's Mark in Miami. Mark, I'm sure you're thrilled that your team made the playoffs, but you, do you want Tua to play?
2: No, guys. I know. So let's say I know a source that works around the team. Uh, Tua's not playing. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I, I doubt, unless it's a Pinky, Heals up. It's probably going to be Skylar Thompson. Bills are going to win. It's going to be ugly. Yesterday was about as, as as unwatchable as a game as you can have. They couldn't move the ball on a on a on a Jets team that was in vacation mode. And really, Jason <laughs> Sanders, who's, who's been one well, of worst kickers, uh, thankfully came through. But it's it's going to be ugly, guys. And, and the one thing I want to say is to all the critics and cynics of Tua. You watch this offense without Tua. You can't tell me this guy's not a legit quarterback. He's going to fit. He finished. Even with that stretcher, uh, with the five games he missed coming back slumping a little bit, he's still going to finish number number one passer rating, number one in uh, completion attempts. So the guy is a legit quarterback, and it's just this offense doesn't function the same without him. So he's not going to play. It's going to be Skylar Thompson. It's going to, it's just, your Bills should just have a bye week. They're going to move on. It's going to be ugly. So unfortunately, the one thing positive for Mike McDaniel is at least they're going to get in the playoffs, because it was bad there, because. Uh, I'm I'm surprised they they barely squeaked by because honestly guys being at that game and it was such a duck fest they they got a gift there because that was not a horse collar uh, tackle there on Jalen Waddle they got Jason Sanders at that field goal there 50 yards so wait but Mark ugly, you know the other and- good
0: thing about this I think and you know congrats to the Dolphins and you know all right maybe it looks like the backup I just I feel like I've been watching the NFL my whole life and I know things are different now and we're more into player safety than we were, but we're, we're, we're still not where we need to be, I don't think. And I could see Tua pushing to play. Anyway, I think that the good thing about making the playoffs, even though you had to back in because the Patriots lost, is that it at least takes Mike McDaniel off the hot seat for a second, doesn't it?
1: I don't think that was ever true. I really it don't think it. was reports out of Miami. You're telling me the team that is getting sued, or oh. is the central part of a lawsuit yeah. for firing coaches – Wrongly, he's going to fire Mike McDaniel after one season, and who cares about that Jets game? This is a shell of the Dolphins team. I, I really, I don't believe that was true. I don't think Mike McDaniel was going to get fired. Also, to everybody loves Mike McDaniel. If well, he was, the
0: jokes don't land as well when you're losing, you know, six in a row.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think I think people saw what that offense was doing at its at its highest peak, and I think he'd get swallowed up to be an OC immediately. They, you couldn't even figure out what to. do. I know there's criticism that he needs to run the ball more, but no, I I think he was really good. Unless they're bringing in Sean Payne and Tom Brady, that right. could be the only reason they would have fired him. Maybe. And so I, I just don't buy it.
0: Let's go to Sebastian. He's in California. Sebastian, what's up?
2: Hey, how's it going? Hey, I just wanted to uh, bring back up that Daniel Jones and Josh Allen comparison you <laughs> had earlier.
0: Yeah, what do you think about um,
2: it? You know, I, I thought you were very close to being spot on. It's, uh, he, cause earlier in the season, I kept comparing Daniel Jones to rookie season Josh Allen. Because he's got the athleticism, right? But he's also still making rookie mistakes. But not current Josh Allen, I would compare him to, but rookie. I just think it's funny.
0: Yeah, Sebastian, appreciate that. And I would say Daniel Jones is better than rookie year Josh Allen. That was a that was a very raw football player, and Daniel Jones, to his credit, has turned has really cut down on the turnovers, which is what plagued him. In the beginning of his career. Yeah, okay. when you don't
1: let the ball out of your hand, it's pretty easy. Well, I <laughs> guess the fumbles. He's gotten better. That And the fumbles but too. It, right. uh, he still holds that thing out there like a loaf of bread. He is <laughs> not ball secure. I wonder about Daniel Jones in that.
0: Okay, so a very mild Black Monday today, Perloff, because a lot of the firings had basically already happened. So before we even went into the day, we knew Denver was looking for a new coach, Indianapolis and Carolina we got Houston last night after Lovey Smith and an all timer. Just playing hard to win, calling winning plays, costing the team the number one <laughs> overall pick is just what a chef's kiss if you're going to fire me. How about double middle fingers? I'm going to go for two, win this game in like crazy fashion.
1: By the and, way, okay, everyone's saying that about Lovey Smith. But you can't tell me he planned to go 4th and 20. And then all the Colts <laughs> had to do was defend the zone. That's all it. they had to do. The Colts
0: can't do anything.
1: And somehow the guy was wide open. And I don't even know where the other Colts defenders were. That was one of the most unbelievable plays. And and you said the Colts are open. You're saying Jeff Saturday's not coming back? What's going on here?
0: <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> he put a lot of good stuff on film. Uh, that one game against Stew's Raiders. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Me. Imagine uh. if they didn't have that win. Like, we all basically thought this was going to be a walking disaster disaster. disaster and it's only but for that Raiders win I mean it is a disaster but only but for that Raiders win that we can't just say it was a clean sweep
1: that was a bad day (laughs) i am telling you right now Tom Brady and Aaron Aaron Rodgers should arm wrestle to get into the AFC South because that is the biggest train wreck that's four wins off the bat you get two over Houston two over Indy maybe two over Tennessee and Jacksonville is the only decent team in there it is a mess I mean look at these two teams where are they going
0: so Houston's looking for a new coach. <laughs> how about Peter King's column this morning leads with called Josh McCown. It's like, wow.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, everyone says they want McCown. They want him last year.
0: No, I know. But we just saw how it went with a guy with basically no experience yeah. on this level stepping in and uh, Jeff Saturday didn't do so hot. And then the... Thing That came down mid morning, Arizona, and it's not just going to be Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, the general manager, is also stepping back, and he had already done that. So, well, right,
1: he was in, you know, getting help somewhere.
0: Yeah, so basically, you've got five openings right now Denver, Arizona, Indy, Houston, Carolina. What's the best one?
1: Denver, not even close. Uh, Carolina being second piece of the guy, so rich. But Denver,
0: <laughs> they're all so rich.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, Denver, I think Denver, they're rich. I think they're, they have as much value as every other owner combined. Almost the Walmart people are insane. Yeah. So that's probably my number one. Okay. This is a super hot take. I thought once again, Russell Wilson did not look bad on Sunday. I think he's had four or five games in the second half of the season where you see the old Russell Wilson and he was even running around a little bit. I, I think there's a think lot. About to how we're with.
0: talking about him. Like, this is someone who was going to walk into the Hall of Fame. He's even running around a little bit. It's like you're patting him on the head. Yeah, I mean,
1: he hurt his hamstring in week five, and you could see he basically limped through half the season. I I think he played a lot better than people actually were saying because people were saying it was the worst quarterback season. I mean, his numbers were still better than Daniel Jones. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but
0: (laughs) Way to get that in People are talking (laughs) about
1: Russell Wilson like it was the worst nightmare season of all time. So next year, they don't have draft. They have the pick from Bradley Chubb, but they have uh, all pro left tackle coming back. They have their best receiver and Tim Patrick coming back and they have a really good running back and Javante Williams coming back. So you have that. You have Russell Wilson. Maybe we'll get more comfortable. So you go in there as a coach. You can turn that team around pretty quick because I'm sorry. Your favorite guy, Nathaniel Hackett lowered the bar significantly <laughs> oh, yeah, in that, Denver. He
0: was my favorite. Yes. That I was, think, when he was the bills offensive coordinator, I don't think they won more than five games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
1: No, I think that that's a great uh, that's a great story to tell. Going to Denver and win ten games next year, which is very possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, you do have the division, which we talk about a lot.
1: Yeah, which, Patrick Mahomes, which we mistakenly talk about a lot. <laughs> well,
0: Patrick Mahomes, he, Justin Herbert's in the playoffs now for the first time in his career. We'll see how that goes, and then you also have Stu's Raiders, who are obviously looking for a quarterback, and the number one target appears to be. There Thomas is. Edward Brady, Stu. This could all end up working out for you, impossibly. It, it, possibly, but it probably won't. No, the Raiders' <laughs> luck. And if Tom
1: goes there, it probably won't work out either. Probably I'm not. not. Scared. You can't be. How many years are you going to be scared of the AFC West? And the AFC West going to disappoint you? No, you're not scared of that. What's your team?
0: Well, we have to go to break now.
1: Who's your? Give me real quick. You didn't say.
0: Ladies Who? and gentlemen, all they need is a quarterback and a coach. Carolina Panthers. I'll make my case on the other side. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Also, we've gone this far into the show and we haven't talked about the embarrassment that was the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. What does it mean for their showdown with Tom Brady and the Bucks? 855-212-4CBS.